We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Talking about unforgiveness, a thief of faith and of life, let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 5th chapter. The Apostle Paul made some statements along this line that will give us some insight into this. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1. Now let's read down several verses here because you're going to see something here. If you haven't noticed it, it may shock you what the Apostle Paul did. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now, in verse 5, the Apostle Paul tells you something that he recommended that they do, and evidently they did do it. He did it twice in his ministry. He said, this one that is doing this knowingly, sinning wrongfully, and will not repent, you deliver that man unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved. Now, this sounds cruel. It may sound cruel to you, but there is something here that we need to get a hold of and understand Because it is scriptural, the Apostle Paul did it. And then as we go on with the teaching, you'll find out that Jesus said himself, your heavenly Father will do the same to you if you do not forgive. He will turn you over to Satan. You are open game to the devil when you are in unforgiveness and holding grudges. And I'm going to show you scripturally. But now, let's talk about this for a minute. Let me point out to you. Here's a man that is willfully sinning, knowingly, knows he's doing wrong, refuses to repent, rebels against it. And the Apostle Paul says, I've already judged this thing. And you deliver such a one to Satan that his flesh might be destroyed, that he might really be saved. Now, let's go then to 2 Corinthians, the second chapter. And let's see what happened in this deal. Verse 4. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears, and not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly for you. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient unto such a man is the punishment which was inflicted of many. So that counterwise you ought rather to forgive him. Now notice he's referring to the fact that they have turned this brother over to the devil, turned him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Now, before we go any further, let me share with you what this means. This means that here's a man that is willfully rebelling against God and the teaching of the church, and yet he's still in the church. He is still going along like nothing has ever happened. 
and he is rebelling against God, he will not repent, he will not change his mind. So Paul said, turn him over to the devil, allow him to feel the results of sin. Now see, through prayer and intercessory prayer and praying protection of God over an individual, you can hold the results of sin off of them for a time. But what the Apostle Paul was saying, it's time now, this brother knows better, he has been taught better, and he is willfully sinning against God. It's now time to let him feel the results of the sin that he's committing. The wages of sin is death. And so they turned him over to the devil. Now here the Apostle Paul is writing back to them. He said, sufficient unto such a man is the punishment which was inflicted of many, so that counterwise you ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive it also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sakes forgive I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices." Now, what the Apostle Paul is saying, he said, now the punishment to the man has already been dealt out. He's already felt the effects of the sin. He has already, evidently, he had judged himself and repented. And, you know, he went on to write to him and told him, you just withdraw yourself from the man. Don't even fellowship with him because he is knowingly doing wrong and he will not repent. And he's going on like nothing has ever happened and still active in the church. said, don't have any fellowship with him. But now, after the man has repented... He said to forgive the man and to love him, lest Satan should get advantage of us. He said, we can't afford to not to forgive this very thing. Do you understand what he's saying here? Now, I'm talking about something here that is serious business. And I think because we have not had teaching on this, we've allowed ourselves at times to get over in this area. And it will bring all kinds of tragedy into your life. It'll get you to the point where your faith won't work. You pray and nothing happens. And you don't have any confidence that anything will work out. It's time that we checked up on ourselves. Begin to check the scriptures and to judge ourselves. Now, as the Apostle Paul talked about this, go with us to 1 Timothy, the first chapter. As he is talking with Timothy here in this letter, verse 18 He says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Now, I want to read that again. Holding faith and a good conscience. Now, remember, in another place, the Apostle Paul says, Holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience. See, without a pure conscience, you can't have confidence in God here in your prayer. Without a pure conscience, you can't get your faith out there where it'll work for you. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's evidence of things not seen. The Bible plainly teaches that there's power in words of faith and prayer. But... If we don't forgive, our heart condemns us. The confidence is not there. We've lost our pure conscience before God. Holding faith and a good conscience, 
which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Of whom is Hermeneus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they might learn not to blaspheme. So here again, he names two individuals that he turned over to Satan. He delivered them to Satan, that they might learn. In other words, he said it's time that we quit holding the results of sin off of them and let them feel the results of sin. And there's some things about this that we need to understand. And I know there's power in intercession. There's power in prayer. But I think scripturally, from what the scripture says, we need to look at some of these things. Because uh, when it comes to rebellious children that are old enough to know better and willfully, wrongfully go against God and the principles and things they've been taught, you can pray the protection of God over them and keep them from feeling the results of sin sometimes and they may end up being lost totally altogether. But according to what the Apostle Paul did and according to what the Scriptures tell us that Jesus said about the Father, there is a time that they must feel the results of the sin. And I know that it sounds cruel to turn someone over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that they might be saved. But the end result, we're not talking about turning them over and letting God beat them over the head with something. We're just talking about letting them feel the results of what they're doing. And see, many times when people start feeling the results of that, people say, yeah, I knew God was going to do something to them. (laughs) Well, it wasn't God. It's the devil having a field day because they're in the devil's hands. Nothing God can do about it as far as that's concerned. But it's time sometimes that these things be sought out scripturally and be careful with it. Don't just go about turning everybody over to the devil. But there's some things here that we need to look into. The Apostle Paul did, and it is very scriptural. So, if our hearts condemn us not, then we'll have confidence toward God. And then, whatsoever we ask of Him, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments. It's not because we just did all the good stuff that we married favor. It's because that we did the things that the Bible said that we had confidence. And the confidence of the faith caused our prayer to be answered or caused the manifestation of the thing we desired. It wasn't the fact that we did the good thing, but the good thing caused us to have the confidence. Can you see that? We're talking about unforgiveness, a thief of faith and of life. Now let's go to Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans six twenty three, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death. In other words, the results, the end results of sin is death. It's killing. It is a destructive force. It is the thing that came into Adam and Eve when they sinned, they disobeyed God, and it caused death to set in. They died spiritually instantly and then dying. The Bible says that God said to them, dying ye shall die. In other words, they died spiritually. Then death was set in motion in their bodies. So the law of sin and death took over. I'm glad you joined us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. We've been talking about unforgiveness now and our offer is CD offer number 7114, Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We talk about the fact that in Luke 17, Jesus tells us how to get rid of unforgiveness. If you had faith as a seed, you would say. Now, when he said mustard seed, 
Did you know that you cannot hybrid a mustard plant? It will not cross-pollinate with anything else. It's going to be mustard whatever you do to it. And that's one reason Jesus used the word mustard seed. Not only because it's small, in the fact that mustard will be mustard. And he's saying if you had faith that will not change, you would say to whatever your problem is, be plucked up, be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Whether you realize it or not, things have been obeying you for years. Some of you have been talking to your money. Well, I'll tell you, money, you just get away from me. I just can't keep money. And that money is made out of the tree, and it's obeying you. And you wonder why you're broke the last half of the month. One reason is because you believe it. Because what you say is what you believe, and what you believe is what you say. And the Scripture says, He shall have whatsoever he saith, if he believe and doubt not his heart. Now, when it comes to unforgiveness, this is the way to get rid of unforgiveness. Jesus tells you how to do it. If you had faith as a mustard seed, faith that won't change, you don't have to have great faith. If you just have faith that you're willing to plant and say, to the unforgiveness. You'll never hinder me again. I make a decision to forgive. I may not want to forgive. I may wish to God I didn't have to forgive so-and-so. But I see in the Word that I can't be forgiven if I don't forgive. So in the name of Jesus, you hear me saying it, I forgive them by faith. That's the way you do it. That's offer number 7114 for a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, one 877 396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capp reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.